Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place where you can find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcome questions and learn to live free and real. Each week, we will take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join Joe and Jeremy as they get real with themselves, with God, and with you. Welcome back to another episode of Real Life, Living in the Here and Now with your host, Joe Farmer, and usually Jeremy Baker. I'm Scott Napier sitting in today with my buddy, Joe Farmer. And uh, Joe, you've been talking about the will and testament of God, and we're going to try to pick up today with some more great uh, information and uh, great knowledge. I'm enjoying this, man, yeah, uh, as too, we man. dive into the uh, the will and the testament of God. Well, I, I'm enjoying it because it's good um, to remind ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says to stir up your pure mind by the way of remembrance. I don't know what you do if your mind's not pure. I guess you just <laughs> stir up a mud hole. That's, yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> You know, it's it's easy to uh, to uh, to just talk about. It's something mm-hmm. altogether different to to live. That's right. To live this out. So uh, this is you know these things I'm sharing too on on this podcast, uh, Scott, are things that I have that I have learned that has been born out of my own struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been in a, in a time in my life where I was up and down, especially as when I first got saved. I was literally on top of the world one day and suicidal the next day. I yeah. mean, I was literally up and down and and had no, um, you know, concept of who I was or, or what that meant or anything. So these are things that have been born out of my own struggles sure. in my own life, and I just want to share them with people. Thus, you know, the title, Real Life, yeah. Living in the Here and Now. Yeah. You know, on the last episode, you, you dealt with how the will is contestable mm-hmm. and so forth. And we're going to continue on today with more great stuff. Yeah, you know, if if God's word is true, and and that then that has implications in our lives as believers. But today, I want to talk about is what makes a document valid. You know, what makes a will valid. You know, if if a will is not valid, then it's not it, it's not as good as the paper it's written on. That's true. You know, we've all heard that. Right. And, you know, I work in the insurance business, and, you know, I deal with contracts and things like that. And, you know, something I've always told, uh, you know, my wife, or we have we do a lot of events and things mm-hmm. with churches. Some people are like, well, we need a waiver. And I tell people, the waiver is only as good as a lawyer going up against. <laughs> and that's a fact. That's you can a have fact. a waiver that says we fact. are absolutely positively yeah. in no way liable, yeah, no way, no not. how, uh-uh, no, no, we're not. And mm-hmm. I agree that I am, you know. Yeah. And you could still, <laughs> still lose in court, you know. <laughs> right. So. Uh, we got to make sure that what uh, a will is valid. So, what makes a will valid? Well, first of all, it expressly states that it's the will of the person who wrote it. Right. Okay. So, I think it's pretty clear that when we read the Bible, that uh, it is expressly written. Uh, the Bible says it was written by men as they were moved on. Yeah, they were inspired. God breathes the word of God. That's these right. these men just wrote it down, didn't they? That's right. That's right. Uh, so uh, it includes at least one substantive provision, such as a clause leaving some property to someone or appointing a personal guardian. Yeah. That sounds like the Holy Spirit. Yes. Uh, for a minor child and appoint an executor or someone called a per- personal representative. Mm-hmm. In some states, the person 
responsible for carrying out the terms of the will when the time comes. So what was it that Jesus said when he left? Mm-hmm. It's expedient for, for you yeah, that I go that away. That I go away. Yeah. For if I go not away, the comfort will not come. That's right. Not only that, Scott, if he did not go away, then the will would not go into effect. Right. So when he went and sat down on the right hand of the Father and he sent, and we just celebrated Pentecost mm-hmm. recently, which was the birth date of the church. That's true. If he hadn't have done that, then the church would not, we would not be indwelled with the Spirit of God like mm-hmm. that we are today. So uh, those are some things that makes a will valid. It expressly states that it's the will of the person who wrote it. You know, God's Word is is unquestionably expresses that it was written and, and inspired by God and by the Holy Spirit and Jesus himself. Uh, you know, in Matthew 6 and 7, Jesus said, when you pray, don't babble on and on as people of other religions do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating the words again and again. Mm-hmm. So, and I say that because when, when we are um, battling or when we are praying and we are in this contestability period of God's Word mm-hmm. and we are um, in this battle with something because God's saying one thing and all of our circumstances and all of our, our um, feelings and everything is saying something else. Uh, Jesus is saying because the will is valid, uh, don't just babble on. You know, God doesn't just, just because it's God's will, just by just babbling something or, or by repeating words doesn't mean, uh, you know, that we're going to have what God wants us to have. You know, prayer isn't just a, a, a cu- accumulation of, of, of words or requests. It's mm-hmm. conversation. That's right. So my feelings and my emotions don't change the wheel. No. The wheel's settled. It's already written, right? Exactly. So just because I don't feel like, and, and you talked about that on the last episode, you said all your feelings and all your emotions were contrary to those but that didn't change the wheel no that didn't change the wheel no. what you had to do was fight through that to change your situation and keep believing in that unchanging wheel and what usually happens scott in a court of law okay there comes a time that one side will present enough evidence mm-hmm. that's overwhelming that the other side gives in yeah. and says we concede yeah so that's either going to be you as a believer or somebody that keeps presenting the evidence, God's Word, mm-hmm. that keeps making the argument against what, because that's what it is. It's yeah, an argument. It is. It's the devil saying, you know, uh, that's not true. You can't do that. You'll never have that. God didn't really mean that. It's an argument. Mm-hmm. It's an argument that's, that's going on. And you're either counting with that, with no, yeah. it's written, God's Word, and what did Jesus say? It is written, Satan, get behind me. That's you know, right. man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He used the scripture. Yeah. What if Jesus in that situation said, well, you know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah. You know, where would we be today? That's true. And he gave us that example. It shows us that even Jesus, the devil, tried to bring that against him and tried to change his way of thinking. And And listen. People say, well, the devil's a liar. The devil can tell the truth. Uh-huh. 
He quotes scripture. He will tell the truth a little bit to 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 woo you in. Exactly, just to deceive you. Mm-hmm. What did he tell Jesus? Now listen, the Bible says if you just dash your foot against a mm-hmm. stone, God has sent angels to burn you That's up. Right. But why did he tell him that? I tell people that you know the devil will tell you uh, a lie to deceive and the truth to destroy you. No. You know the devil will get in your head and tell you these things. Yeah, well the Bible says this. Well, I wonder why. Wonder why God's not doing that. Wonder mm-hmm. this and that or the other. But He's only doing that, you know, to deceive you and to destroy you. That's right. You know, so how do we uh, how do we approach things? And we, that's where faith comes in. What, what what is faith? You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Um, faith is I trust God's character. Yep. And I trust His word, what He said to me. I know He doesn't lie. And regardless of what's going on in my life, I know I can trust him because the Bible says God's not a man that he should lie. And so I engage in this battle with that in mind. And in Mark 11, 23 through 24, and I'm reading from the the New Living, um, the Bible says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received, that's past tense. Yeah. If you, and if you believe that you not receive, received, uh-huh. that you already got it. Yeah. If uh, that you received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. So, what's the implication of that? When you believe that you received, past tense. Why is that important? Because it changes everything, Scott. If you're praying like it already happened, mm-hmm. now when when you were little. It was easy to go ask your you parents. You young. I've never been little. <laughs> yeah. yeah i got to differentiate from that. It's like my son. He's never been little. He's a, he's a giant. Uh, so when you were young, it was much easier to ask your parents for things that you already knew that they would give you. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's so much. And, and there's something I do as a Kentucky Wildcat fan, right? Mm-hmm. I record a game. But if I find out they lose it, I don't watch it. <laughs> it's hard. I don't know anybody it's else hard. that does that. It's hard. But it's, hard. it's so much easier to it watch is. a game when Once I already you know, know the, the outcome. outcome. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's right. So when you pray knowing the outcome already. Wow, yeah. Man. Already received. Already received. Already so received. that's the difference. That's where I was telling you when God said, stop asking and start receiving. Mm-hmm. When you believe that you have received. So we have received everything that God has for us. It's written in his word. Mm-hmm. He died on the cross. He said it is finished. His will was set in motion. So, But we still have to pray. We do. We have to battle. We have to go through the contestability period. We still have to fight for it. So God's last will and testament is his word. So why do I have to fight to receive what he has already promised? Because the will is being contested. That's right. The only way the devil has of defeating you 
is get you to doubt the validity of God's word. That's right. Scott, that's the only way. And that's why he's a liar. That's the only weapon that he's got, Scott, mm-hmm. is to get you to doubt what God said in his word and what God meant in his will. Does he really mean that, what he said? Right. That's one of those arguments that we talked about in the last episode. There are many, and that's his job. We're not here to brag, of course, on the enemy at all, but he oh, is doing his not. job, and he's doing these things effectively that attack us in the battleground, which is in our mind. If he can change your way of thinking and your way of believing, then you won't believe that that will is for you. That's right. You know, in the natural, many families will fall out. And they will write somebody out of the will. But our Heavenly Father doesn't write us out of the will. Thank he wrote goodness. us all in, didn't he? Thank goodness. Amen. He doesn't write us out of his will. Amen. It is settled. It's in there. But you know, Scott, we all carry things over into our relationship with God. And for me, was this, you know, I'd been beat down my whole life. I'd been... Uh, suffered a lot of mental abuse. I've yeah. been told I was no good. I'd never amount to anything. You know, I was literally told, we hate you. We wish you were never born. And so you carry these things over into my relationship with God. So I'm at this point in my life, I'm thinking, I don't deserve anything. I don't yeah. deserve anything. And every time something would go bad, I went into this depression that, well, you know, that's just the way things always yeah, been. It's going to be just, that way for me, yeah. And that's where God backed me in a corner and and said listen man this is if that's if it, you can't be a christian you can't go through life living like mm-hmm. everything i said's a lie yeah so he said and i said well then if, if 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 you know my needs before i ask why do i have to ask he said you don't you have to learn how to receive that's what Jesus was saying here. When you pray, believe that you receive. So what does that mean? Well, for example, for me, you know, I felt like I was nobody. I had no self-esteem. I had no self-worth. I didn't know who I was. So, Scott, when I prayed, I would say, Father, I would say, Father, I thank you that I am who you say I am, mm-hmm. that I can do what you say I can do. I am above and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field. Great stuff. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Absolutely. I would lay Psalms 1 out and I would put my name in that when I would say it. And I would say I'm more than a conqueror. I, you know, all these things. To many as receive him, he gives power to be the sons of God. God, I received you, so I've got power because I'm your son. And I would say these things and I would believe them. I would say, Father, I thank you that that I'm blessed. I thank you that I'm anointed. I thank you that it's your will that I would prosper and be in health even as my soul prospers. I thank you for provision. I thank you for my job. And and so, and so and when I would be sick, Scott, I would say, Father, my the doctor says I'm sick. Yes. And, and, and the, the reports, my blood work says I'm sick. But you say I'm healed. And that's what I believe. And God, I command my body to line up with your word and with your stripes I'm healed. And then I would praise him. Thank you for healing. I thank you that I am healed. I thank you that on the cross that you took the stripes yes. for my healing. Amen. So that's where that comes in. So, But I did this for initially, Scott, to overcome the generational stuff in my life, to completely transform and renew my mind in the way I thought, and to get to a point in my life that I really believed that I was who God said I was. I did this for two solid years. And it took that long. 
And I don't want to discourage anybody. There was many victories along the way. Mm-hmm. But the, it took a while that I got to the point where I really believed what I was saying out of my, I mean, yes. not that I believed, but I felt it. Mm-hmm. The feelings began to line up. Because you heard yourself say it. Right. You were saying it out loud, proclaiming it. And where does faith and come? And believing it. Faith comes by what? Hearing. By hearing, hearing. and hearing the Word of God. That's yes. why you got to say it out loud. You do. You do. You and you're not it. doing that for anybody else. I mean, this was me doing it in my living room by myself. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. single at the time. I lived in a little single-wide trailer that sure. had a creek running under it and cats living in the insulation. I tell people my carpet got plywood <laughs> with hair on it. You know, I didn't. I, I didn't. I was thankful to have it, but mm-hmm. I didn't have much. You know, uh, but I'm again. I'm walking through this trailer. And Scott, even to that that time in my life, I'd never made more than seven thousand dollars in a year. Right. And but I'm telling God, I thank you for providing me uh-huh. with with a job, with yeah. everything that I need, and and all of that. And Scott, he did, Absolutely. and he gave me everything that I needed. So Absolutely. if you're out there today, um, and you are in a situation where everything in your life is is contrary to the Word of God, you've got to pray and believe. What does the word believe? It means to trust in, cling to, and rely on. Say that again. Believe means to trust in, cling to, and rely on. You could say, I believe in God, but believing in God is not just saying, oh, I believe He's real or I believe He's there. Well, to really believe in God means I trust in Him, I cling to Him like a life preserver, like a parachute, yeah. and I rely on Him for everything that I need. That's what the word in the Bible, believe, really means. So you've got to trust and cling to and rely on God for everything that you need. And you've got to pray, but you don't pray asking. You pray receiving. Mm -hmm. Again, if you truly believe God's Word, it changes the way you pray. Mm -hmm. You don't, and that's the thing. Imagine how God feels, okay? Imagine how He feels that we're coming to Him every day, asking Him for things He's already given us. How would you feel if... You bought, you know, you bought Jared a car. If every day Jared came and you said, Dad, please give me a car. Mm-hmm. Dad, why won't you give me a car? Dad, I'm begging you. And you're like, for the love of God. Yes. It's setting in, in the driveway. In the tr- <laughs> and funny enough today, I thought it was setting in the other driveway. <laughs> you did. And when I went to Scott's house today, I went to the wrong house. <laughs> and so. And now uh, this evening when I go home, my neighbors are going to say, I met one of your friends today. <laughs> it was a weirdo. <laughs> And I go to the door today, and they've got this dog that's the size of a horse. And he, My I'm neighbors think, do, not me. Right, and I'm thinking, I don't remember Scott having a dog. Oh, I man. thought, well, maybe you got one before I was here last time. So. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we're asking God for things. God, you know, please provide my needs. God, please heal my body. God, please save my children. We need to change how we pray. Father, thank you yes. for f- providing everything that mm-hmm. I need. Thank you for saving my family. Thank you for healing my body. Scott, it totally changes everything, honestly. It does. And I'm saying that from experience. And, and I'm not here to, to berate anybody or telling you're doing everything wrong. Sure. I'm just trying to encourage you. This look, ain't look, a scheme. This is great. This is just, this is just simply God's Word. Because we're in a pandemic. Yeah. Okay? And I'm sitting here unemployed after 25 years. Amen. Okay? And these things are real. That's right. I don't know if I'm going back to work. Right. You know? So that comes into play, this belief, man. Trust in. 
cling to and rely on. That's right. Things we have to do as believers. Guess what? Just because I was laid off doesn't mean that my mortgage stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still getting that, you know, bill and all of these things. So this applies to lots of different areas in our life. Every day. This is real life, the here and now. That's right. For sure. That believe has hit me hard, yeah. that description. And that's for me today. Yeah. To believe means to trust in, cling to, and rely on. You know, Scott, that's great stuff. There's probably a lot of people listening that's in the same yeah. situation. You know, I'm a, I'm a small business owner and uh, we're suffering. Sure. Uh, you know, I'm. I, I'm I'm in the same boat. This you know, thing is yourself. terrible. Right. But it's easy to believe or, or, quote, believe when things are going good. Absolutely. You know, just like when you're on a boat and you're wearing a life jacket and, and, and the sun's shining and you're mm-hmm. fishing, and everything, you don't realize how important that is until you fall overboard. Yeah. And it's just like God's Word. You know, we go through life as Christians, whatever, and everything's good and jobs are good and kids are good and life's good. And we don't realize how important uh, God's word is yeah. until we're in a situation. I tell people nothing to make you pray like trouble. No, no. Trouble is a great motivator. Absolutely. You know, and I want to read one other thing here before we wind things up today. But Hebrews uh, 9, 13 through 28, and I know it's kind of lengthy, but I, I want to read I want to read you this for a minute. It says, Under the old system or the old will, the old covenant, the blood of goats and bulls and ashes of a heifer could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciousness from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. This is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant Mm -hmm. between God and people so that all who are called can receive the internal inheritance. Wow. God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they committed under the first covenant. Now, when someone leaves a will, it is necessary to prove that the person who made it is dead. The will goes into effect only after the person's death. While the person who made it is still alive, the will cannot be put into effect. Right. That is why even the first covenant was put into effect with blood of animals. For after Moses had read each of God's commandments to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats along with water and sprinkled both the book of God's law and all the people, using his salt branches and scarlet oil. Then he said, This blood confirms the covenant God has made with you. And in the same way, he sprinkled blood on the tabernacle and on everything used for worship. In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. That is why the tabernacle and everything in it, which were copies of things in heaven, had to be purified by the blood of animals. For the real things in heaven had to be purified for better sacrifices than the blood of animals. For Christ did not enter into the holy place made with human hands, which was only a copy of the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now before God on our behalf. 
and he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again like the high priest here on earth who enters the most holy place year after year with the blood of an animal. If that had been necessary, Christ would have to die again and again ever since the world began. But now, once and for all, he has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by the death of his own sacrifice. And just as each person is destined to die once and after that comes judgment, so also Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly awaiting him. Yeah, wow. Amen. Great stuff. Amen. He he offered himself once and for all, uh, Scott. And, and John nineteen thirty said, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. The death of Christ set in motion the will of God once and for all. Once and for all. And he died once and for all, for all sin, for all kind. And if you're out there today and you don't know him, I would encourage you that, you know, God is real. God's will for your life is, is God's will for your life isn't that you have a big house and a new car and your kids be perfect. God's will for you is that you can be forgiven, that you can live eternally for Him. God's will is for that you to glorify Him and that you enjoy Him for eternity. We've been talking about the validity of a will today, and God's word is valid. Don't worry about that. Amen. Don't worry about that. He said it. He'll do it, and He'll bring it to pass. Joe, if you had a million dollars. In your will to leave to Tracy, Ashton, and Seth, it would do them no good. Amen. While you're here today, that's right. The will is after the death; it goes into effect. That's right. God's will is in effect for us today. Amen. This has been great. Been listening to another podcast of Real Life, Living in the Here and Now. We invite you to join us again, and as we often say, keep it real. Thank you for joining the Real Life Podcast. You can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available. Stay up to date by subscribing to our show. Join us next week as we tackle real life together.